0: Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the mayor, Heath Sheeran, and the host of this podcast. Guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us today in Insurance Town. It means so much to me. Uh, Guys, if you haven't subscribed, I love seeing that subscriber number go up. It's so cool. Um, Not for an ego thing, but just because I know that we're connecting, and I love connecting with my audience. I love when you guys email me. I love when you reach out to me. I love when you respond on LinkedIn. LinkedIn. I love getting the the affirmation and the, and the confirmation that we're doing something here. That was my goal and my vision with this podcast to help you become a better insurance professional. You know I'm so thankful for the sponsors that I have on this show that help you to do that very thing and uh, I, I, I can't um, I can't do this show without them and I know if you haven't ever reached out to them, I highly urge you to reach out. If you're looking for one market, 15 markets, If you're looking for just some some connections, some networks, uh, some things, uh, some ideas to help you grow in your agency, reach out to Smart Choice. They're the fastest growing agency network for a reason. They have no lengthy contracts, no upfront fees. They share in bonus and contingencies, and uh, they don't want to own your book. They don't want you to put all your book underneath their umbrella. They work off of a commission split, and that's only off of the contracts you get through them. Uh, They even negotiate higher commissions and lower volume requirements. Uh, It's phenomenal. Um, I really think that you ought to reach out to them. SmartChoiceAgents.com. The next one, you know, I I love working with Andy Priestman and the team over at Coverdesk. They do a phenomenal job with virtual assistants. If you're, you know, looking to add staff, Or if you're looking to solve a problem within your team to say, you know, uh, so-and-so's overloaded, or we could be more efficient in our agency if we had this, you know, taken off of our plates, uh, give CoverDesk a shot. Uh, Reach out to CoverDesk.com. They even have a whole team called Cover Desk Direct if you want to use them just for quoting. And, um, you know, you could have your own uh, quoting team there or you could have your own dedicated VA for your agency. I Really, they're a game changer. I love working with all of my sponsors. You'll hear more about some other ones and a mid-roll ad with Cover, I mean, with Canopy Connect and with Agency Performance Partners. Stay tuned for that. Uh, today's episode, I'm super excited because I've got someone who's got uh, several bestseller books out there, someone from Sydney, Australia. So just his accent alone is going to be fun for you to listen to Steve Brossman. Um, Steve Brossman is, uh, you know, an authority in sales and he didn't even start off that way. Uh, he was wants to solve problems and uh, he gives us some great, great nuggets of information, on how to stand up and how to stand out in your, uh, in your market how to uh, build authority? Uh, he talks about virtual selling. Uh, he gives some great uh, wisdom into uh, how to close a deal virtually, how to do the whole virtual sales process. You're not going to want to miss this at all. Uh, get get ready. Uh, you know, you may not. You know, you may not want to be doing other things when you're listening to this one. You may want to have a pad and paper out. You may want to pull over the car and hit record on your phone. Do something. You might want to just check this one out. It's really good. Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Steve
1: Brossman. Steve Brossman, my main man. How are you doing, brother? Mate, I am absolutely pumped to be here, Heath. Looking forward to this, mate.
0: Oh, I'm so happy. And it's a little bit early over there in Sydney, Australia. What you got, six o'clock in the morning?
1: It is 6 a.m. The sun is up. And guess what? I have seen the future. It is already the day after where you are right now.
0: That's right. The man from the future. I like it. Um, I absolutely love it. So you guys listen to the show. This is a different accent that you never heard before. And we're going to get to know Steve Brossman and all the wonderful things that he does. I've been tracking him for a little bit and kind of stalking him a little bit. And um, I'm pretty excited about what he's going to bring to the table today because I think it's going to be a crucial and vital conversation. But before we get there, I want my man to take us a walk down memory lane. Tell us about who Steve Brossman is. Uh, go back as far as you want to without being too weird. And then bring it all the way to the future of where we are today.
1: And it's a funny story because I never, I never meant to get into business. And uh, you could say I got into business by accident. I was actually tra- training for the Olympics. I was a professional track athlete. Uh, crushed three discs in my back. You don't run real fast with a bad back. And through rehab, I actually fell in love with the fitness industry. And I was a brash, cocky young thing back then. I thought, yeah, I can do this. I can do it. I could do it different. I can do it better. And I set out to do that. So I opened up my own health club, mortgaged my family's house. If it didn't work, we're all on the street. So... I had to get into a damn good job, otherwise we had nowhere to live. And I did things differently. I wanted to be different to everybody else, not the body beautifuls and the glamours and all that, but look after the people that actually were the 80 percenters, those who were the deconditioned. And so I set up different programs and ended up within a couple of years, I franchised a kids club into five countries. I franchised a weight loss program, um, had a TV show. I ended up being the host and producer of a network TV show, exec producer for Warner Brothers, and all that grew out of just a crazy accident and then transferred into a a few other things. I saw something that I was very passionate about when smokers were getting kicked out of buildings and there was cigarette butts everywhere, and I thought, I've got to do something about this. So I invented this crazy personal ashtray, and, and your people won't be able to see it, but it's a small personal ashtray that's got a bum on it, a butt. A human butt shape and one thing led to another and we did it differently again and i'm pretty well known as the guy who sold 4 million plastic butts into 26 countries and again we did it differently by positioning and marketing and that led to a lot of people saying what are you doing um we ended a market that already had 13 in there it was super competitive but we smashed it won international awards and Over the last 10 to 15 years, I've been taking all of that and then helping people primarily stand out in their marketplace because, you know, we'll get to talk about some stuff later of the brown boxes. And there's so many people out there competing for the one thing, but there's a simple formula that I didn't realize I was doing. I just did it. And a lot of people want to know how to do it. Get out there, be different, attract the high-level quality people. And then a sales process that takes the stress out of selling because while I was doing all of that stuff, I was selling stuff. I was selling franchises. I was selling programs. I was selling plastic bums, flip-top personal ashtrays. But it got to the point of me having to sell me. And I sucked at it. I got to that point of... Mm, uh, oh, by the way, I'm pretty good. You want to buy? It. So I thought, okay, I've got to do something because I'm going to not eat. I'm going to go broke. So one thing led to another, and then came up with a couple of systems the blueprint conversion system where I didn't have to sell myself. And then everything took off. And I thought, okay, once I've done it once, my, my philosophy is do it once, do it really well, and then show other people how to do it. So that's the journey. For uh, 38 years in business to right now.
0: 38 years and you've never really, like, the way you feel like, is the way it sounds is um, you've done a really good job, a damn good job at selling and you're self-proclaimed not a good salesman. So Wait, uh, you've built yes. a system and you've built a program <laughs> uh, based upon building authority in your marketplace. Um uh, Correct.
1: Yeah, look, for the last seven years, I've focused on calling myself, you yeah, know, I'm an authority marketer. But for those seven years, all of the people that have come out of the programs that I've done, they've said, Steve, this is the best sales training ever. And I would say, no, yeah, but I'm not a sales trainer. I don't right. want to be a sales trainer. I don't want to be known as a sales trainer. And it's like, ah. and they would keep saying, it's like, this is the best sales training ever. And I thought, stuff it. I've got to accept it. And the last two years, I've actually accepted that the process that I've actually had to build because I was one of the others. You know, I'm, I'm out there competing. I didn't want to be known as the coach, the business coach, et cetera. And I didn't want to be known as a sales trainer or a salesperson. So I built a system that was comfortable for me and then it's been comfortable for everybody else. And it, it just works. It takes the stress off the brown bosses. Right. So
0: right now um, you're in insurance town and you're talking to mostly property and casualty insurance agents in the United States uh, and probably a lot of them are in the South. And one of the things that we talk about in our industry is building niches, um, whether that's a particular business niche or a particular segment of the home and auto market, things of that nature. And so what you talk about fits in beautifully with that right there. And so uh, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts uh, for just a minute on if you were talking to the PNC agents right now, which you are, what are some of the advices that you could give them or some of the things you would say to them in building that authority and speaking to their market? Uh, You say to be different and you say to, to look outside the box a little bit. What does that look like
1: exactly? Niche's take it so far and insurance agents or or brokers, whichever you guys call them, uh, are still going to be titled by in insurance agents or brokers. And yeah. it's the same as everybody in their own profession. is stop selling what you do. People don't buy what you do. People actually don't buy insurance. They buy what insurance does for them. They're buying peace of mind. They're buying that they can sleep at night knowing that, and I'll, I'll tell you a real quick story of uh, one of the great success stories of mine in this particular niche. He came to do one of my programs. He said, Steve, um, I'm an insurance broker. And I thought, yeah, okay, good. And I thought, well, it's time for me to walk away because <laughs> I don't want to talk to you guys. He said, I get up at my, my meetings, my networking, etc. and I say, hey, my name is, and I'm an insurance broker, and blah, 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 and nobody talks to me. I said, well, that's because nobody wants to. Because Everybody, if you're a brown box, everybody has a preconceived idea of what they've either heard about, known about, or their previous encounters with. And, you know, it's like, hey, I'm an accountant. Okay, I know what you do. I don't need my taxes done right now, so I don't need to talk to you. So it's not that. And he said, you know, Steve, I'm just passionate about helping people. Most of them don't have the right coverage. They don't have the right thing... And their lifestyle could be totally disrupted by something that happens out of the ordinary. <clears throat> and, and what I do with people is it's take them out and give them their own unique title. I said, from what you've said, you're a lifestyle protection specialist who just happens to use insurance as the modus operandi. And he said, yeah. And then we crafted a pitch that was like, well, I help protect people their loved ones, their assets, and their family in times of unforeseen circumstances. That's good. When he gets up at his meetings now, he said, Steve, that one thing turned my business around because when I get up in my meetings, I'm a lifestyle protection specialist. I protect people, their family, their loved ones, their assets in time of unforeseen circumstances. I get two people every time come up and say, that's fantastic. How do you do that? So whether you're a broker or whatever, It's what do you deliver the people? What's the benefit behind the benefit? Because sleeping at night and knowing that if there is a fire, knowing if there is a car crash, knowing if the business collapses, whatever the level of insurance there is that does, I'm protected and I know that my life will go on. And you're selling peace of mind, security more than anything else. And that's the first step in um in turning things around.
0: And so you know, going a step further into that, if I'm a commercial broker, uh, or you're speaking to commercial brokers out there right now that may have a niche uh, or a, a niche, uh, however you want to say it, uh and, <laughs> and let's call it uh you mentioned auto mechanic. Let's say that uh I'm a commercial broker and I want to attract and build an authority in a niche a niche in Auto mechanics, and I want to write every body shop from here to California, uh, or here to the East Coast. If I'm in California, what uh, what would you say to them? Uh, you know, what advice could you give them outside of changing that narrative to say I'm a uh, a commercial broker that writes auto mechanics? You know, is there a, uh, some other advice you might be able to give them on that?
1: Yeah, and that becomes quite tricky because generally, yeah, they're they're a broker. However. Yeah. What do you, if you want to become an authority, what are you an authority on? Now, you can walk into my auto shop and say, I can get to the best deal. The next guy can walk in and say, I can get to the best deal. Yeah, we do it with mortgage brokers over here. It's like, I can get to the best home loan. I can get the best. You're the same. So, to be an authority, you need to probably create something. Now, you may have the the special Heath way of doing things. I do things a little different. I have my own repeatable system that I do things. And we talk about creating a visual that I call a blueprint, that is actually a schematic of how you do things and how you work with people to deliver the best system for business auto mechanic protection. I'm a specialist in. I've created the Heath Super System for delivering the best protection for you. So you, you stay away from the what it is, the insurance. We have the auto protection system, and I'm just making these up on the spot. yeah, sure, yeah. And so, right, the minute you're a step sideways from somebody, somebody goes in and say, hey, I can sell you insurance, and I have the heat auto protection system so that you can continue business no matter what happens. Hmm, that's interesting. I'm going to talk to you First. Tell me about the
0: heat
1: system, yeah. Yeah, tell me Tell me about the heat system. Well, what it is, and in fact, we've got a... And you probably ask a few questions first and mm-hmm. you find out some of their issues and say, look, we've got a complete system to be able to take care of that. Let me take a couple of minutes to show you our system. And you whip out your visual blueprint and say, well, okay, well, you've told me that you've got this. Here's where we cover it on the system. What would it mean to you if... And then I've got a system in a conversation that your people, I don't want to turn this into a lecture, but you might want to write this down because it's damn good. It's the Uh D-N-Q-C. And the D stands for data or demonstrate. You give some information. And then normally what happens after that, they just keep giving information. It's like, if I give you enough information, you can make an informed decision to buy from me. No. No. That's the lowest level of influence, which is imposed influence. I am giving you all of this information and I'm imposing this on you for you to make a decision. So I'm going to demonstrate the D. If you've got some software or give you some information, some data or demonstrate. The next thing is you turn it into a narrative and say, hey, blah, 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 blah. What would it mean to you? Yes, we can do this. Let me tell you a quick story as I just did with you. This guy turned it around. He went from here to here, doubled his inquiries every meeting. Is that something that you'd be interested in? Yeah. That's the narrative. The cue is the quantifier. So let's just halve that. What if you go to your networking meetings once a week and you walk away with one good quality lead more than you do every week? What would that mean in sales terms? What would that right. mean if we could sign one of those up a week? Okay, in dollars
0: and yeah. cents. Yeah. yeah, so
1: we quantify it. And then the last thing is confirm. Can you see that working for you? Could you see how this would work for you? We're about to put this money in your bank account. Are you okay with that? Is this a priority? So when you go through the little mini DNQCs all, all the way through the conversation, and particularly if you've got a visual blueprint and you're writing on it, of information goes through the retina. All the rest goes through the other areas. It's visual. They see it, and they're adding it up as they're going around. By just having that simple change, I'm going to sell you products to I'm going to collaborate with you on a solution where there's money here that is yeah, we could go to a point of So you're telling me about disruptions if this machinery breaks down you're out for weeks you've got to get the money back you've got to do all that what would six months of downtime without that machine cost you right okay well if we had insurance that covered that and that could be replaced within two weeks you're saving five and a half months what would that mean to you in your bank account okay x thousand dollars right that's the heat system for protection.
0: And that could almost be similar to like a script. You don't have to be the same thing every time you're asking different questions. But if you're in that particular niche or, you know, in the, the brown box, so to speak, and, you know, you're talking from that, it could almost be something that is uh, scripted in a way that doesn't sound scripted.
1: Yeah, The best best way is to provide frameworks, and that's why I work with all of my people is to provide frameworks. Okay, you're going to give some information. Here's an interesting one. I tell people that a sales conversation should be a tennis match. You hit some information over the net and you wait for them to get a response, a verbal response back, and that would be the collaboration, yes, this is good, et cetera. What I see is so many people hit all the balls over the net, (laughs) There's no volume. And the game stops. It's like, well, I'm going to give you all of this information. There's no collaboration. So the collaboration is, is the middle level of influence. When you collaborate, they've got another saying. When they're involved, they invest because they take part ownership of the solution. Instead of saying, I'm going to create a solution for you and give you what I think is the best solution, that's still imposed. Everybody say, oh, I'm, I'm a solutions-based salesperson. Yeah, well, that's fine. You should be. However, when they really collaborate the way that we just spoke about and quantify, they're really involved and they're really invested in the solution and the priority goes up to the top level, which is self-influence. They'll get to a point where he's about to put this much money back in my bank account or time or effort or security or something, The value... Is going to be significantly greater than what I'm about to pay. They get to the point, so this is fantastic. How do we get started?
0: It's so simple, yet people don't do it. I love that about your system. Um, and I, as you said earlier, you didn't set out to be a salesman, but you found this that worked for you, and
1: now you figured out it works for others. I think it's fantastic, Steve. Um, well, to quote me being an Aussie buddy, I just wanted to make it bloody easy for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right on. I got gotcha. you. Um, and so you wrote a book eight or nine years ago. Uh, how many years ago? Um, you wrote the yeah, book. Yeah, I've got,
1: yeah, yeah go you on. going. That's uh, about seven or eight. yep.
0: And that ended up being, you know, very successful for you. And um, so you could say you wrote the book on that. Um, and then you, recently I ran across another book that we've talked about a little bit in, uh, and I want to get into this a little bit in virtual selling because in 2020, as we all know, uh, for lack of better words, shit hit the fan. Um, and <laughs> we had a, a lot of things happen and, uh, for my audience, I don't know me curse. So, uh, that was the easiest way to say that. So, um, it hit the fan and, uh, we had to change the way we did stuff. Uh, and people just thought for a long time that I'll just do what I'm doing now. Virtually, I'll just get on a zoom call and do it. And that doesn't always translate, doesn't always work.
1: No, no. And and the easiest thing is to say exactly what you just said, get on a call and we'll just go through the same procedures. And being in a room with somebody is totally different to being on a Zoom call. There are so many different things. Uh, 83% of most communication is body language. We're in a small square now. (laughs) You're not seeing the rest of the body. Yeah, you know, I'm the typical newsreader right now. I've got a nice shirt and tracksuit pants on. <laughs> right. If it was later in the day, it'd be a nice shirt and I've got shorts on. Right. But it, it, it's the, the way that you communicate. And to overcome that, I talk about what's called the buying energy. And how do you increase that before people actually get on the call? And if we could explore this, I'm sure it would be valuable for your people because What you were just saying then, being we are talking about being the authority on your particular system or something is going to really help position them out of the brown box. So if they're a brown box, the buying energy talking to another brown box and say, I'm going to talk to uh, an insurance broker, I'm going to talk to another insurance broker, I'm going to talk to another insurance broker, the buying energy is quite low because you're just a commodity, you're the same as everybody else. But if you're the creator of the heat system for motor mechanic protection, your authority status goes up. So my buying energy to talk to you, I'm going to talk to somebody who's created something. He's the, he's the creator of, he's the authority of. So that goes up. The next step along that journey is at the bottom level, the low energy is I'm going to qualify you for me to sell to you. That doesn't excite me at all. You're just going to work out whether you're going to sell to me the last part of that and i know a lot of people still using it they will book a dreaded discovery call and they'll call it a discovery call or a strategy call people out there they want to write this down this actually lowers buying energy 37 percent because everybody knows now it's used on every platform every industry Let's book in for a discovery call. That's basically, hey, let's go on a call so I can sell to you. That's what everybody knows that is. So the buying energy drops even further. The buying resistance goes up before the call. And you've got to resurrect them out of the depths before you actually start a really good conversation. Whereas you are starting at, you know, on the authority of the Heath protection system. And then you cultivate, send them some information. But that information is not just content about me, the company, whatever. It's not just trying to inform. It's inspiring them. And the reason I use back pocket guys, what we're talking about now, they've got videos in them. It starts creating a relationship. So people are looking at the information saying, this guy is different. He's got something that's different. His personality is pretty cool. They can make an informed decision one way or the other, and I don't care which way it is. This guy's good, got some information. I want to talk to him, versus and they can say, this guy's an absolute idiot. I don't want to talk to him, which is great. I don't have to talk to people that are booked in for those dreaded discovery calls and drag them up. I get to talk to excited people. Call the call something that's of high value outcome. Don't call it a discovery call and the energy goes up. I'll use. Prominence and performance, prominence and persuasion reviews, authority unpacks. It feels as if I'm going to get something from the call. And the last piece to resistance, which we use across all platforms, is a quick video. And it might be um, we've got the call booked in. Hey, Heath, Steve here. Really looking forward to the call and i've had a look at your website i've had a look at some of the things that's going on in your business i've got some great ideas i can't wait to share with you see you thursday 6 a.m cheers what do you think that's done for the buying energy it is rate made it go way up yeah yeah
0: so i like that so what you're saying is there's some preparation before the call whatever you call it yeah yeah and you're saying one of those things, and we do that in our industry, we do the video, but what um, you're saying is change some of that terminology, change some of that mindset for them, instead of them coming into it thinking, they've already got their guard up, they've already got their defense up, so they get on the call to say, here we go, Steve's going to sell me something.
1: Yeah. So what you're in saying- most is most videos, some more, I'm sorry to jump in, buddy. Most videos that I see will be an about us video. It'll be, hey, here's a quick video about us, about the company, about this. So, you but know, like your
0: approach, your approach is more turn around and say, I've looked at your website. Here's the things I see about you. And here's some ideas that, you know, I want to share with you when I get on the call and I cannot wait to visit with you. You know what that means. We're at a med roll ad and I'm super pumped. Uh, We're here because uh, we've got a new sponsor in agency performance partners. They want to help your agency to perform that much better, whether it's uh, through online courses or virtual meetings or even in-person meetings. Or maybe you uh, heard her speak at a uh, conference or on a podcast. Uh, There's so much value that agency performance partners brings to your agency And, um, everything from the, you know, time management courses they do to, uh, how to become a better agency to selling, to cross selling, to retention, all of it's there. They do a great job of it. And right now they've got a black Friday sale going on. If you're listening to this on black Friday, 30% off all swag, uh, minus the Yetis, um, also, they've got a holiday sale coming up in case you missed that. And you're listening to this in December, all through the month of December, they've got a holiday special, 25% off on all swag, minus the Yetis. But everything else, 25% off. Uh, you can also subscribe to their online school at 25% off. Man, they're just putting all kinds of sales out there. Uh, make sure you check that out, agencyperformancepartners.com. Uh, also, kit go without talking about my friends over at Canopy Connect. Uh, your one-click solution to getting those deck pages you need to quote your prospects. We love Canopy Connect; they do such a great job. So, uh, go to usecanopy.com/backslash/heath. Get your discount. Check out uh, that website; it's pretty awesome. You can also schedule a demo right there, and check out the little video that I put out there. I'd love to hear your response. So, let's get back to the
1: show. <laughs> absolutely correct I've been fortunate to do some great work in neuroscience and human behavior with uh, a couple of companies over there and one of the studies that they did is about the you and the uh, the we I behavior and the language and the response rate for a a we I type of thing was around 20 percent when you start having it all about them the you it goes up to 47 percent so that's yeah, over double by positioning the language about you when you implement this into your business versus when I, when we, even we, I, I fell into the trap of the we. I thought it was great that you put your arm around them and we are going to do this. Right. But it actually halved the response rate. Yeah. You know, when we do this, no, it takes another level. And they're the things that are crucial when you're actually doing the virtual because you can't be there to, to really put your arm around them. And let me quickly take one step back, particularly in the virtual world. Okay, go for it. The, the, the DNQC. Uh, I'm going to ask you a quick question, Heath. What, what's one of your first and earliest memories of somebody telling you a story? Uh, once upon a time, I don't know. There's a fair chance that you were sitting down side by side with your parent in a book or somebody reading it to oh, you. Oh,
0: of course, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. See, presenting and pitching is me to you. Yeah, you know, the the pitch is almost like the baseball pitch. I'm throwing something at you, and if you get the baseball pitch wrong, somebody's going to get hurt. Right. You, you get your other pitch wrong, somebody's going to get hurt. The narrative in the DNQC is the opportunity. To actually walk around the table, the virtual table, and sit with them to move on to the collaborate. So the narrative, the, the story part of, I'm going to give you some information, turn it into a story. When you do the story right, you start with a potential objection. This reminds me of a story, He possibly somebody that was like you. Yeah, they'd been around, they have had lots of people knocking on their doors and they were afraid. But When we sat down with our system, we showed them this, and then they had something later on and they were just grateful. So you start with a potential objection, you put the arm around them, walk around the other side of the table, and then you move from imposed to collaborative. And when you get that psychology right in the Zoom conversations, it it works exceptionally well. And that's just one of the tools. That people aren't using. They will present. They'll use the slides, and they will deliver data or demonstrate all the way through and get to the end, and then pitch. Right, where most
0: salesmen nowadays, they get on the 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 Zoom call, the virtual call, the Skype, whatever you're using, um, FaceTime, whatever it might be, and they immediately verbal vomit everything that they do, how they can fix all their problems. Um, and they might use a story, but it's more of a story of how they've solved a certain claim issue and, um, you know, wh- where, can I, uh, send the paperwork for you to sign or, you know, what's your email address or whatever their hard clothes might be. And that might work, you know, 30% of the time, uh, may even higher percents of that, who knows, but, uh, and that's the system that I see a lot and I was, you know, very lucky enough to be out of full-time sales um, during the pandemic. So um, I wasn't, you know, I don't know how I would have handled it. Uh, Probably similar to what we've talked about before. Who knows? Uh, Because I didn't have the Steve Rossman way in it. But uh, that is what I see in the insurance industry. I'm sure that translates across all industries. Am I correct?
1: Many, many, many. I'm going to give your people a secret weapon. All right.
0: Get a pen and paper
1: out. Sit down. Yeah. Steve's about to, to wax
0: poetic on it. Let's go.
1: Yeah. And, and this has been the secret to a lot of my success. Yeah. Since it was technically available to use. Now, if you've got a screen, one of the things that yeah, I started doing as soon as we could do on Skype and Zoom is actually draw, and they call it annotate. So if you've got your blueprint or your slides... When you start drawing on them and annotating and circling, and particularly when you get to the last part, when you're on the blueprint and you're writing the value, you're writing, we're going to save you this much time. Write that down. This is going to save you this much money. This is going to increase this money. You're going to increase your profit. All those sorts of things. When you annotate on the screen, attention and retention goes up 60%. Because... 83 percent, as 84 percent, 84 percent of all people on a Zoom call are multitasking. Yeah, they could yeah, because have their camera off, and they're doing everything. They could have their yep. camera on and looking at you, and they're checking their emails, they're checking their phones, yeah, their LinkedIn, their Facebook. When you annotate and things move, it's the old limbic brain. Something moves, I got to look at it. Is it going to kill me or am I going to eat it? Yeah. it we're, it's, we're ingrained. So when something moves on the screen. Now, the other thing is when you're writing on something, it could be the same presentation, could be the same blueprint that you've shown a thousand people. The minute you write on it, it's personalized for me. And I'm in. Yep. Action goes up three times at the end.
0: So even if you do share your screen and you have some PowerPoint, if you can get there, edit it and make it personable to them, No matter what it is, it still could be the same thing you wrote for the last person, but they don't know that. And so you get in there and you say, okay, so we just discussed that this would happen. You write that on the thing. Now, this would affect you by 25 grand. You write that on the screen somehow or type it into the PowerPoint or whatever it might be. You make it personal to them.
1: Mate, I like you. I'm actually going to give you and your people my one-off. The most powerful closing lines that when you do all of this right, and you've annotated and you've got values on there written, whether they're time, money, emotion, emotion values you write down, stress, sleep better, security, you can write those on. We get to the end of it when the value is significantly greater than what their potential investment is, and that's the goal. Yeah, it's the exchange. Selling is an exchange of value. And where people have to pitch hard is they have not demonstrate the value significantly greater than their investment, and that's why they've got to keep pitching hard, whereas when the person that you're working with has collaborated with you and they see themselves, they've been a part of creating value significantly greater, the closing line would be very simple. by the look of this, if we were to put this system into your own automotive business, we're going to save you, if something goes wrong, X number of months, we're going to save you X thousand dollars. We're going to help you increase your profits with this, this, and this, and this. Mate, does it make sense we get started on this sooner rather than later? And because they've actually collaborated on it, they're going to have to virtually say to you, no, I'm an idiot, I've lied, they're all false figures, and it doesn't make sense because I don't need... That's security. And it just, it makes them harder for them to say no than yes.
0: Because they've been a part of the process the entire way through.
1: Yeah. And so
0: once they've collaborated with you, once they've been a part of it, they've bought into the heat system or the Steve system. They've been a part of the annotation or they've watched the story and they've answered the questions. There's really no reason why they should say no because they've been a part of
1: it from jump. Out of which book was it? Um, One of my last books. And and I write, that we talk about back pocket guides. I've actually got five number one bestsellers, full books. Now I'm falling into the trap of being, you know, another good old Aussie time, BL, bloody lazy. (laughs) Um, But I know people want stuff, want it hard and want it fast. So I write back pocket guides. The last one is the back pocket guide to the art and science of virtual selling, and that's what we're talking about today. There is an art to it, and I haven't shared this. I I said a little bit. I've got 20 years in TV. One thing that people really don't realise is the power of their presentations through the camera. Lack of camera Confidence is perceived as lack of product confidence. Now you could be the best, the most knowledgeable in the world, but if you come across and you're hiding and you're mumbling, etc., I don't want to deal with somebody that doesn't have camera confidence. They don't know how to to do that, and that's all part of the art of compelling communication and getting the engagement through that little black hole called the lens. And, and it's so funny to see how people get this wrong. You know, in a Zoom call, you could be over there, and I'm looking at you over here, and your the camera is facing my ear hole. <laughs> and it just it just right. doesn't work. So in the the back pocket, guys, we've we've got all this, and it just really helps people say, ah, I get it. Um, and, and and again, to be lazy because I don't like a lot of writing, uh, I put videos in. And it's better to communicate and show people via a video what they should be doing via a video than type a damn book on it. Well, you know, here it is. Just get a little workshop in a book.
0: So there is, do you say four or five of these back
1: pocket guides? The last one is the culmination. It's the one that's most appropriate now. It's the art and science of virtual selling. It piggybacked the one before that, which is self-selling secrets how to get people to ask to buy. And that's just the one step before what we were talking about, how to show value greater than their investment, then they stop you. And I have this happen so many times. When you do it right, they'll get to the bottom. he can't possibly charge me more than this. This is so worthwhile. And they say, "Hey, hey, hang on. This looks great. How do we get started? And that's a great place to be is people asking. So, how do we get started on this? Because it's there in front of them. It looks great right. instead of you having to bash them on uh, on the actual old sales process.
0: And so uh, you referred to brown box multiple <laughs> times throughout this. Well, brown box to me sounds like it could be a negative connotation, but it's not
1: necessarily, is it? What is brown box? Wouldn't be mentioned that. Well, the brown box syndrome is for those, and they're generally service professionals that call themselves by their category or their occupation. The and they could mechanic, be. The insurance yeah. broker. The... the insurance broker, the mortgage broker, the life coach, the business coach. Right. Unfortunately, they're sitting on the shelf with all the other brown boxes. There could be dead set gold inside the box but they don't get to talk to you, they'll just pick three, four, five different brown boxes to compare. Here's another interesting but scary statistic. Three years ago, before the pandemic, most people would search 4.2 businesses, professionals, and compare before they made a buying decision. Now, with more people at home, with more time spending more time on the computer, and as in B2B as well, that has gone up to 12 and a half. 12 and a half? That's scary, isn't it?
0: That is very scary.
1: So if you're a brown box, suck it up. Suck it up, buttercup. It, and the, six months ago, a study came out that 88% of all professional service businesses know that their competitors have a very similar product. And those same 88 professional services and marketers are not confident that their consumers know the difference between them and the others. Sure. So the stats were basically said, well, 88% of all professional services out there are brown boxes. Very true. Yeah. They just don't know how to have that clear and compelling difference and that uniqueness. And one of the easiest ways to become a unique authority in your industry is to create something unique and title it. Create your system. Create your blueprint. Create your something. You are the authority and the creator of your system.
0: Now, have you have you read or, or, or privy to the EOS system and traction and the whole thing? Uh, have you heard of that?
1: Um, only briefly. But uh, yeah, tell me a little more.
0: Well, that's exactly what, you know, is one of the things they talk about is, you know, identifying, you know, just going beyond the vision and having your, your three, you know, things that you can provide and then creating your system. And they even say, you know, taking it a little further. Um, it's called the entrepreneurial operating system. But, oh. uh, um, you know, to have that system, you name your system, very similar to what you're talking about. So I didn't know. If you had read some of that or been a part of it, and there's a book Gino Wickman wrote called uh, Traction that uh, I'm in the middle of you know reading again uh, about this very thing. It's very similar, um, but obviously, you know, uh, everybody's ways are a little different, but it does talk about that. So I just wasn't yes. sure if you had heard of that, but it is building your system and teaching your, you know, employees, your staff, your, you know, your team, that system. And everybody has their own little system within their own niche of what they do within your business it's very fascinating. Um, uh, I'd like to get uh, a hold reading. of that
1: because the book before the book before last, which is about five years ago, I wrote, which was called Your Personal Enterprise. And it's for people that are entrepreneurs and they're out there. Yeah. I'll send you a copy. And they could be individuals running their own business or they could be within an organization. And I say people even within an organization right. need to have their own personal enterprise. The first half of the book, because – you know uh, my background is professional athletics and I'm a, also a former Olympic track coach. So I, I coach at a high level. The first part was creating your your own personal operating system, which is interesting and it's all about your your habits and your how you can operate at your highest level. The second part is what we're talking about here. your positioning, your packaging and right, uh, which is your your business system. I'll um I'll have to get my hands on that because it sounds um, yeah very, it's, it's you
0: know. all about you know like the vision and the data and the process and the traction is what he what he calls it uh, which is you know how to uh, address those those rocks they call anyhow it's a good book and then it talks about the people and the issues and how to get your team on the same page wrapped around that vision and again you could apply that it's supposed to be an inwardly book for your team but it also helps you to communicate to your audience or to your avatar or to your, you know, whoever you're selling to, you know, help them to understand more of what you do by you communicating that through, again, as you said, not pitching all the time, but more of creating yeah. the value proposition and say, here's what we do. Um, without saying, here's what we do, <laughs> you know? Um, and so I, I find it fascinating. I, I love those kind of things. I'm, I'm very into that. And that's something that, you know, I challenge all my listeners, um, right now to always be looking for those books for that improvement and
1: how to you know challenge yourself in that correct yeah there are so many great resources out there to to uh take personally themselves to a whole new level Agreed. and also that creating their own uniqueness and being confident enough to to get out there my first book was actually called stand up stand out or stand aside oh that's Um, good i did want to call it be different or bugger off but um <laughs> <laughs> My wife's an Amazon guru helping you know hundreds of people get their best sellers and she said, no, you can't do that. I thought, like, oh, damn. But right? that's that's basically it. Just be different or just get out of the road because you will get squashed. Agreed. Uh, stand up, stand out, or stand aside.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um uh I'll check that one out too. So uh as we start to wrap up a little bit, um, I want to step back a minute, put my, uh, myself on mute, and kind of give you the keys to the city for a minute, uh, insurance town, so to speak. Is there anything that you would share with us that we haven't talked about yet, um, anything that's just burning on your mind, something that you think that PNC agents should focus on uh, moving into 2022 or to improve their business?
1: The two main parts of it, and I'll go back to what I've just written about. There is an art. And there is a science. And what I was talking about today combines the two of them. They need to, and they've probably been told this in hundreds of different sales courses, presentations, etc. People are buying you. And there's the way to create what I call that addictive personality. They want to spend more time with you. And the best way to do that is for them to be salivating and and know that they want to spend more time with you before they've spent any time with you. And it's a great way to have a conversation when people know who you are, what you do, and why they're having the conversation with you, not, okay, I'll get on this call and I'll tolerate this person, and if he's any good, I'll stay. Because all the way along the process and increasing the buying energy all the way through, you're only ever selling one thing as that's the next step. The purpose of your authority positioning is to sell that somebody really should talk to you besides somebody else who's a brown box. You know, cultivating, sending some videos and some great information is basically selling that they should get excited about the next step. Getting on to the first part of the conversation in that call is for them to want to stay for more. And when you do it in a way that people just love spending time with you, it's gonna be so much easier to have that conversation. And people need to work uh, on those skills to be able to get it through that little black hole to say, well, how do I get that through? Because having been in television and videos for 20 plus years, I know that little black hole sucks the personality out of you. If you're in front of a, a video camera and you, you think you're presenting something and you look back at it and think, there, there is an art to be able to project through the actual lens itself and connect with the people. And that's one big thing. It's like you know, ha- having to work on what we call the happy hormones. Yeah, the serotonin, oxytocin, don't mind endorphins, all of those sorts of things. When you look at that, and your people, I know, are looking for everything that they could do to take themselves to the next level. And I believe that your industry are one of the, the highest investors in their own personal and sales developments. And there are the side things that they can look at that would really take them personally. To, and I know people. That go to coffee shops where the coffee isn't as good as the one down the road. But the guy sings to them. They know their name. They get the, the warm and fuzzy feeling. And that, that they are chemical reactions that do happen within the body. Got, this is pure science. If you make somebody feel good, there is a chemical reaction that goes on in the body. And if you can replicate that and know how to replicate it, then think, I. You know, it's one of these people I just love spending time with. And that's going to make it easy to have that conversation, to have trust in you. And, you know, we buy from people we know, we like, and we trust. And that can actually be developed before you get on the call, but also throughout the calls and throughout the life of that consumer. And one of the best ways is, you get that know, like, and trust. You get that enrollment process that is just so outstanding. The best thing that happens is people talk. And the one thing that we haven't spoken about is referrals. And you're going to talk about having a great time with this person and you're going to get referred. Oh, you've got to talk to that person. And one last thing, when you have a system, you get more referrals. It's easier for people to talk about you. Oh, you got to go and talk to Heath. He's a great insurance broker. I've heard of a few around it. There are others. Oh, you got to go and talk to Heath. He's got this fantastic system to be able to protect your business. Ah, oh, that's different. It is. Yeah, more referrals.
0: Well, you just uh, booked yourself a second time guest to come talk about referrals. Um, And follow up on this. So we're we're just going to have to be friends and just hang out more often. So um, I like it. Um, So it's funny you say that earlier about um, people spending money and and time in places that may not be the best because of that experience. And I go into even Starbucks, for example. For me personally, I don't know if they they have Starbucks in Australia. But, you know, I live across the street from a Starbucks. I personally, I'm going to get crucified for saying this, think the Starbucks is overrated. I think it's too acidic. It doesn't, it doesn't welcome. It doesn't work well with me. I don't like it, but my wife does. And I go there, you know, because of the experience, they know my name because I live across the street and then I, I just pull up to the drive through and they say, we already got your order. he coming come on through. And, um, you know, the experience of when you go there, Chick-fil-A is the same way y'all have Chick-fil-A Australia. I'm sure you do. Mm. Chick-fil-A, you know, they greet you, they say hello, they're very friendly, they're very kind. Everything they do, the customer experience, when you walk out of Chick-fil-A, is it the greatest chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life? Probably not. But I go repeatedly because of the experience. And so I like that you use that example because I personally do that
1: myself. I go to places because of the experience that I get. The there was a Michigan University study done years ago. Years ago, it must be done years ago because I've been quoting it for 20 in my video marketing, etc. People don't buy what you do. They buy how they feel before, during, and after doing business with you. And that's the big thing is how do you make them feel before, during, and after doing yep. business? I love when it. When you get that right, you'll have a queue of people at the door or a queue of people at the Zoom <laughs> wanting so, to work with you.
0: I, I wanted you on here to, to give us this, you know, a little bit in less than an hour conversation uh, because, A, I, I love your stuff. Uh, I have followed your stuff. You and I have spoken before this call. I, I want other people to be able to find you to, you know, purchase your books or find something something of that nature. Could you help us to get the guide us to that? Uh, you've talked all this time. Now it's time for me to close it for you. Uh, how
1: can they find you? Very, very easily. And I'm a, I'm a good old-fashioned guy that if they email me, I will personally email them back. Um, it's very simple, steve at stevebrossman.com. The other thing that I'm going to give your people and there'll be a link, I'm sure, that's in your show notes to get the back pocket guide. Yes. Um, grab that. You've got the link. Um, what'll happen is they'll get access to that. Within that is most of what we've spoken about, plus a couple of videos to take them through. And at the end of that, they'll be able to make an informed decision that this is fantastic. I would like to know more. I've got Steve's email. There's actually a link in there that allows them to come through and have what's called a prominence and persuasion review. I'm going to see how they stand out in the marketplace review. If I can give them some good ideas, I can and I will. So that's a fully self-contained next step to find out how they can implement exactly what we've spoken about. And uh, it's a very powerful gift and uh, I want to give it to you and uh, and your people.
0: Man, I really appreciate it. And I almost guarantee you will get people that will reach out to you just to hear that accent a little bit longer. (laughs) Something Uh, about that Australian accent is so much fun and people love to talk to people, especially people in the United States. They want to hear that Australian accent, but the content and the value that you brought today in insurance town means the world to me. I know it means the world to my audience. Uh, We've built this audience over the last two years. And you will have people to reach out just for that and not, you know, um, but also for the amount of value and the content you brought to us. So for that, I say, thank you. And I appreciate you. And I look forward to more conversations with you. And uh, I, I appreciate you getting up early in the morning for us. I'm glad the sun is shining. You got your whole day ahead of you now. Uh, and uh, I'm wrapping up mine. So yeah. Thank you uh, again for coming
1: and hanging out with us. And I hope that you have a great day. Mate, it's been a lot of fun. It's been my pleasure. Congratulations on um, Insurance Town. I- I've looked through and seen all you've done and uh, it- it's massive. And uh, I'll, uh, I'll get some real nuggets and gems for our discussion on referrals. Yes. Okay. I can't wait. All right. Cheers,
0: guys. Cheers. Man, that was good stuff, wasn't it? Thank you, Steve, for coming and hanging out with us. That was uh, some really good information. And what a fun accent to listen to for an hour. (laughs) Um, Guys, I hope that the content we brought you made you a better insurance professional today. Uh, Don't forget to click on the links uh, in the bio or in the um, show notes. I'm going to have it on LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, I want to make sure that you're able to take advantage of the free copy of the pocket their back pocket guide on virtual selling and, you know, connect with this guy in any way that you can. Uh, I think it's phenomenal. I'm going to have him on again uh, in a couple of months, maybe even longer to talk about the referrals and the cross selling and the things like that as well. I think it leads directly into that. I really hope that uh, you liked him enough to hear him again. Shoot me an email and let me know what you think about this conversation. I thought it was uh, awesome, and I want to make sure I'm not on an island. I want to make sure that I'm connecting with you, my audience. So uh, if you like what you heard today, let me know. Just shoot me a quick email that said, love the conversation. Or give me an email with a thumbs up if you want to and uh, reference Steve Brossman. Uh, Thank you, guys. And uh, again, if you have an idea for your own show, reach out to my man Ryan over at Ready Set Podcast. That's getreadysetpodcast.com. Uh, all I do is do the talking and uh, connecting with the uh, guest, and he does all the rest. Getreadysetpodcast.com. Turning your brilliant idea into a reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.